The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. and welcome to PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the PSVG Podcast Network and the only gaming podcast that has been properly practicing social distancing for over five years now. It is I, your host, Kevin. And with me, as always, is the man the government cannot keep me six feet away from, Mr. Lucas Rose. Oh, baby. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going. You know that. I thought you were waiting to tell people about that. I, I thought they all saw the video. TMZ did a big thing about it. Oh, my internet hasn't been working, so... I've been off the grid mostly. But how are we doing this? I have like, you know how like those real uh, real flashlights where you have to reel them up and then they'll start working or a real radio. This is radio flashlight. Just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I got to crank the internet up every once in a while. So if I just disappear. That's good. So if you couldn't tell this evening with us as our third seat is the man you can't get me within 600 feet close to. And we'll talk about why in a minute. Ori. Mr. Donnie Reese. Hey, Kev. What's up, Lucas? Hey. Greetings, Kooplings. How, how you holding up over there? Uh, dude, we have tornadoes coming again. Oh, God. Oh, if you no. didn't see, like, the Weather Channel's, like, lead headline today is deja vu for the South. Like, it's like, no. And Donnie's um, hosting this recording, so if it randomly stops, that means he's been caught up in a twister. They're not supposed to come till sa- Sunday. Um, so we get at least a day tomorrow, but you know, it's uh, work, work, podcast. You really get to tell twisters the when they can and can't come? <laughs> yeah. I feel like that doesn't work. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Got my Starburst jelly beans. So I'm doing my, my, my way of decompressing jelly beans and rum. You know, I got, you know, I'm, um, I'm absolutely stuffed right now. Like I haven't been this stuffed. You ever like you eat so much, like you have like Thanksgiving belly where you just feel like it's about to come out. You're like, yeah. it's, it's about to either explode through my stomach or like back out the mouth. Like I can't keep it all in. Um, we just had a feast. Our local uh, steakhouse sent out like an email to all of their you know, folks that subscribe to their newsletter. I got it two days ago saying uh, today they're doing a manager special. Uh, three 12 ounce ribeye steaks cooked salads, sides, bread, dessert, $35. Come pick it up. You said a call ahead. Wow. So we called ahead. Little did I know. So did everybody else. Place You're was right. absolutely insanely packed. The way that they had it set up was uh, you pulled into the parking lot and they literally directed you with a number to a parking space in their parking thing. And then they just had runners. Everybody had masks and gloves, but just running back and forth, just bags and bags and bags of steak. Um, they were doing all kinds. Of cra- I'm not sure if you guys are getting any of this, but these folks are like our restaurants. They're doing all kinds of things to try and get you mm-hmm. to buy their food because it's going bad. Yep. So they're like selling steaks like as is right out of the cooler. They're like prime wow. cuts of meat, like crazy deals. They're doing flea market mm-hmm. boxes. So like they're doing like fruits, vegetables, steaks, everything. They put it in a box, sell it to you like a hundred bucks. Like they're, they're just trying to let it go. So we bought that and had a nice little dinner today. Um, just absolutely stuffed. And uh, but outside of that, pretty good. 
How about you? Jelly beans and rum. That's that's uh, was uh, something I was hold, held up on. Oh, really? Well, we do we do G fuel and whiskey here, mm. so it's, yeah, it's a uh, little different. Tomato, so. tomato. I mean, it's, most of my G fuel tastes like jelly beans. I guess, no, I guess it's really the same thing. <laughs> no different than me and Kev's every other yin and yang thing. It's about <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, you're about bringing balance. That's what it <laughs> Just is. Just Hatfield and McCoy. It's amazing we ever like came to do this together ever. <laughs> I seriously wonder, like, if listeners like they hate each other. Like, people are Discord. Yeah, like, people probably really think that. don't Anybody like in the other. Discord thinks that. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so before we get into the normal rhythm, uh, obviously with everything going on, the Corona stuff, the COVID stuff, our world is completely upside down right now. We really don't have any semblance of when it's going to be back to normal, despite you know the government's plan to say, "Hey, governors, here's the plan you should follow if you choose to." Kind of deal. You know, nobody really knows what's going on. Uh, it's you know, Donnie and I talked. All the all the writing on the wall says we have to do something uh, different with the house party um, because we can't commit that people can travel uh, and we can even get there. Uh, you know, Ohio still continues to to spike up in the cases, um, and they're talking about trying to open. You know, they're having protests and stuff to open the economy, which is just going to make things worse. So, uh, yeah, we we're going to be officially postponing and trying to come up with something else. Um, Donnie, I'll let you kind of go from here as I stumble my way through it. It just felt like a bad look. I, I, I think we were all committed to doing it. I think there's still half of us that would do it. If the team responded to me on Monday that, hey, we still want to do it, I would still do it. But, I mean, it's just a bad look, right? San Diego Comic-Con canceled. Gamescom canceled. E3 canceled. It's like we can't actually continue on with this. Like, I feel I don't feel like it's not safe. Like, we all know each other. I'm sure nobody would show up sick, you know, knowingly. We're all still rel- relatively young. It's not like we've got, you know, senior citizens or bringing our families or anything like that. So there's a part of me that was like, if we wanted to do it, we could still do it. But Ohio is, you know, kind of like leading the way in terms of, you know, how they're legislating all this. Like, I'm not even sure if we're going to be able to drive into Ohio come June. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, I really don't know if that's a thing. And it, it got real, you know. We're like two weeks away from May 1st, and that's what I, I started talking to you a couple weeks ago. I was like, guys, May yeah. 1st, like, we really got to know. Um, plane tickets have got to be bought. Like, we really have to know if this is really going to happen. And to be quite honest with you, uh, I won't throw any names on, out, but, I mean, I, I kind of felt like if we went forward with it, I'd have eight people that say they'd come, and I had four people that would show. So, you know, with everything, like yeah. you said, that's going on in the world, like, again, it's a bad look. You know, mm-hmm. like, what does it look like if we're all going to get together and do something like this, like right now? Like, we're actively going against what everybody's telling you to do. And quite frankly, if this gets any worse or like it continues to at least stay this way, I wasn't even sure I was going to make it, which would have killed the whole thing to begin with. Oh yeah, because I got I'd all be the equipment. Wondering, I'd be I'd be crashing on Seth's couch. Well, you could still have the house. house. I may be in the garage. (laughs) You could have still had the house, but you wouldn't have had anything with it. Like the green screen, the camera, the lights, they're all here. You know, so. Wait, hold on, hold on. No, no commitment to have to stream or record. No family in a nice big house all to myself. That's it. You know what? I'm going. I'm. Doesn't sound so bad. (laughs) I was very lucky that, um, you know, Airbnb, uh, they honored their like refund policy that they're doing. So like two months ago. I couldn't have, like, if you would have canceled this close, it would have been half. It would have paid half. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I got, like, 95% of it back. So that's great. Yeah. Um, but I bought all this equipment. 
which we will still find a way to use. Hopefully PSVG is still together by the time we figure out how to deploy it. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing. As Donnie said, like, we, we could have, you know, forced and gotten some people together. But with everything being canceled, IGN still really hasn't said what their plan officially is. Or, like, they made no announcements to when stuff's going on. They may have been literally nothing going on during that period we were going to be there. Sure. So, you know, we could have recorded live. It's still been great to meet each other because that's the thing most of us have not done, period. Yep. But ultimately, as far as delivering that content, we kind of told everybody, hey, we want to do this for you, the Patreon supporters and the fans. Like, this is all for you guys as a thank you. We would have really been struggling to find enough content to really say this is the, worth the money that they've invested in doing this. So I think it's the best decision to hold off until we know, uh, number one, we can have everybody recommit again that was going to be there and have something to deliver other than us, just us, you know, hanging out and doing stuff. Sure. Um, we don't have any definitive plans yet. Uh, we are talking about doing something. Um, whether it's a one day event and just kind of doing stuff for the whole day, as far as content, live podcast, maybe some guest interviews, stuff like that to be kind of in the same spirit. So we'll still have a air quote house party, but it'll be in each other's houses as opposed to sure. uh, being all together to do something. But that by no means is replacing the event we hope to do. And I think we all can commit to saying, you know, however long it takes to do this within the next year, I think we can commit saying, Hey, we're going to do something regardless of an event or not, you know, give enough people notice. We should be able to do it. We had a strong commitment from the team that they wanted to do it. And uh, I'm still willing to, to put down, you know, money for a place. Um, This does open up to other things. We thought, you know, I threw it out there. It didn't sound like it got much traction because we don't really know what the world will be like come that time anyway. But I was thinking the game awards, Um, but Ohio in January, like not super great. Um, who knows? Maybe next year, maybe PAX is back. Maybe we can find an event to go to. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know, like maybe we can partner this up with an event. Like now that we know that E3 is basically dead, dead, like real dead. Like, uh, are you guys hoping that E3 comes back? I don't think E3 comes back. Like, I don't think it's coming back. I think we're seeing a lot of things not coming back. Um, XFL, you know, things like that. Like, it's just... It's a, it's a suck. And like Game Awards last year was actually December 12th. So that's really close to Christmas yeah, for a lot of us. That just would yeah. not work. Um, then we need to find so, something in the spring or the summer right. in a warm that climate that we can go to. Um, and maybe maybe like Ohio's it. And maybe we just reschedule or maybe we find something else to go to. Yep. And we I can agree. try to do something like Momocon. Maybe you guys come here. You know, like something. I don't know. We don't know what it is, um, but like you said, we're going to try to do something. Now, I do want to, you know, we made a commitment to the patrons. I want to let them know that that commitment's still happening. We're still doing the Mm -hmm. t-shirts. We got those amazing, sweet, sweet designs from Jared. And uh, if you supported us at the level, you're getting one. It's coming in the mail. Anyway, we do hope to put it up on the Teespring store soon. So if you didn't want to support us at level or you want to buy your own, um, you'll be able to buy your own as well. So um, we're still going to do that. And uh, like you said, maybe we'll do like a day... Where instead of like releasing all of our podcasts like throughout the week, maybe we all schedule a day and we produce them like all together. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that I want to do with that is um, I'd like to mix it up. I'd like all the panels to be. I'd like at least one extra guest like on every pod because then it's it doesn't feel like it's the team. It feels like we're all doing our own thing. And then I would like to find at least one thing that we can all do together. I don't care if it's stream a game, if it's Jackbox. I don't care if it's literally just us in a Zoom call just hanging out but i i that's the whole point of the house party was all of us there you know as many as we could and that that's the same spirit that i want to keep with whatever this you know production effort that we do sometime in the summer i still want to keep that there yeah absolutely we could do like an ama a yeah. live ama with the whole panel or with everybody on if we could like an hour if we get some cool nintendo direct or something like that maybe mm-hmm. we can coincide and kind of schedule alongside that 
that works. So more, basically what we're saying, more to come. We have to you know, officially postpone the, the real ordeal, but we will be doing other stuff to make up for it. And eventually we will get to do it. We Obviously, this wasn't in the plan, but we have to deal with what we got sure. handed to us, essentially. So, all right, guys, let's talk some games. That's what we're here to do. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Um, let's start with Lucas, because Donnie and I have some overlap, I think, with some stuff to talk about. So, Okay. Uh, yeah, I started playing 1980X, uh, hmm. a Humble Bundle special. This is that <laughs> game that uh, is multiple classic genre games put together. Oh, uh, right, right. Which is yeah. Outrun, Final Fight, uh, Shinobi, that type of thing. I'm only about halfway through it. Apparently, it's quite a short game. And uh, what I found interesting about it is that it is more of an experience than it is a game. It is narrated probably 80% of the time. There's some sort of narration going on about this character called the kid who finds an arcade as a way, as a means to escape life to a certain degree. And I don't know, the, the narration is a little bit like superficially deep, I guess, kind of talking about how how hard life is and stuff and blah 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 and it's like you're only in high school <laughs> just wait it gets worse um so as an adult it might not be as applicable uh as it, as it would be to me you know 15 years ago or whatever so other than that it seems pretty solid i don't know how much it is normally uh, to buy but uh looks like it's 10 bucks on the switch at least that's that's, that's pretty rough yeah I'd buy it's it real like short, right? five bucks. Yeah, it's probably an hour long, I think. Look at this PC gamer. Spoken like a true PC gamer. I'd buy it for 75 cents. Let's not get crazy well, here. $10. Yeah. So yeah, I'd buy re- that for a dollar. Your regular price is 10 bucks. Also on Steam, but right now it's 7 bucks on Steam. So Not low enough. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for it. Humble it can bundle. get lower. Yep. In this economy... Um, <laughs> so I want to yeah, get a I'd, video of developers listening to us like i want to make like a, a clip of some of these sound bits and then listen to them and record them hearing it oh i would love gosh. to hear like devs react to podcasters yeah like we have like the kids react to like, exactly do instead we do could you imagine <laughs> react to Kevin he's like somebody worked for three years to make this game they sell for ten dollars <laughs> lucas here's like got that covid seven dollars seven dollars that's insane look at this highway highway robbery <laughs> listen Listen, okay. You you went and you made an experience, okay? You didn't make a game. There are game elements to it. It's it's supposed to be artsy fartsy. I get it, but ten dollars? Come on, go see a movie. Oh wait, you can't. Okay, not for ten dollars. <laughs> you can't even rent a movie. Well, new I know movie. Troll, trolls twenty bucks to rent garbage. Ugh. Anyways, 1980X, great game. You should play it. <laughs> but not for 10 bucks. Not for 10 7 bucks. out of 10. <laughs> yeah, non-committal rating. Just not 7 out of $10. Don't. I no. mean, maybe there will be a huge turn at the end that I'll be like, wow, this blew my mind. But uh, Probably it's, not, it's, just okay. I, uh, it's just okay. Jason enjoyed this one quite a bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think there, there are elements I do enjoy. I'm not saying it's horrible. I just... If it really is as short as it is, considering what I've done, because even the parts that are game-like, 
there aren't really any uh, for instance the outrun level where mm-hmm. you're trying to hit checkpoints to be able to continue like you would in an arcade or something like that for this type of game uh it suddenly gives way to just one long three minute timer and you're just listening to this narration go over about what this person is experiencing in life and suddenly the whole point of playing the game is gone and you're just kind of doing a thing while you're listening to someone talk it's a cutscene. so yeah except for you still have to drive if you hit stuff, I don't know if there's any penalty. It's interactive really cutscene. It's like a brand new yeah. medium. It's just... <laughs> okay. You're really trying to upsell, aren't you? Get that ten dollars for the developer. Do you work for them? I'm yeah. just like, a... guys, Shaq sponsored by 1980. I uh, I made this game. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't work for emergency management. I haven't been doing anything during this Corona except making this game. 1980s. It's all been a all over it. A long con. It's just been a real. I don't know. I I've become. Um, I feel like doing what we've done and as i think particularly for me paying as much attention to like video game social stuff i definitely think that i've become so soft on this front where like if you had got me at the at the beginning of psvg i was probably like driving all kinds of hard bargains would say things like that and i think as the time has gone on like i'm just so willy-nilly to throw 10 20 at any game that has any interest level at all i'm like oh it's got 80s laser art ten dollars like you know just you know like i just don't have that that critical go hard bone in me anymore. It's been whittled down. Well, and I think it's easier for me to, to critique it harshly because I didn't pay for it and I didn't, I got it. I was, it was basically given to me. I didn't seek it out. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, Oh, what's this thing I'm slightly interested in. And then Mm. I can, I don't feel bad about not liking it because I didn't put in any real money towards it. Uh, at least not specifically. You'd feel worse if you actually paid seven dollars for it. If I, yeah, if I paid seven or ten dollars, and then I was like, I would have hoped I would have done more research into what it was before I bought it, instead of right. just basically blinding, bindingly installing it, playing it, and I don't know, feeling the way. I felt if Lucas about had it. I don't, bought this himself, he would have created like LucasThinksThisGameSucks.com and like put like a thing on it. <laughs> hey guys, here's why I hate this game. Uh, Make sure to like and subscribe to my YouTube channel. <laughs> I'm going to go talk to the devs on Twitter and tell them to die now. Uh, <laughs> anyways, moving on. I miss on. podcasting with you guys. <laughs> this is what we do. It's, it is. Uh, let's get into the double deuces here. Uh, Lego Marvel 2. Mm. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about this, so I won't yeah. go into too much detail. But it was on sale. I told my son, I said, listen, we're playing this. When it goes on sale, I'll buy it. $10. $10. With the DLC or without? Uh, oh, I did get the DLC, so it's actually nice. 13. Okay, because there is a like ton of DLC for this game. Like, there is yeah. a lot. This is the one characters. I got on Xbox last year, right? Right? I don't think so, because I bought it on Switch. I don't think I bought it if you would have gotten it, unless you got it physical, not digital. I did. I'm okay, trying to remember so if this no is the one. Well, it's hard. It starts off with have... Guardians of the Galaxy first, so you play the whole yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. That's group. right, and like you have like the spaceship that blows up, and you're like outside, yep. like on the patio. Yeah, yeah I yep. remember this. Okay, they paid for like 20 seconds of "Come and Get Your Love," and then they yep. use it like constantly. <laughs> you're just like, oh, the song's gonna be in here. No, no, it's not. Just 20 seconds, like a ringtone <laughs> version. They throw in like a wicka wicka. Yeah, a little like, bit. Like, <laughs> yeah, end of the end of the record. Uh, record scratch. So. Yeah, no, this I was worried about this because you mm-hmm. had said that there wasn't really much of an open hub world. And yeah, while that's while that's true, it is a little bit more open than 
Batman three, for instance, with the, oh, yes. the Hall of Justice. Yeah. So there is yeah. a city. You just can't hop in cars and drive around mm-hmm. and stuff. So it seems to be a pretty big hit with my son, who now is in love with Baby Groot. He he didn't know what Baby I mean, Groot was. How couldn't you? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. He 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 loves the fact that he he can get huge like the Hulk and then he's little teeny tiny and then he I don't know he loved that about Ant-Man too so something about changing mm. sizes classic really appeals to him yeah he's he he's finding lots to enjoy and so am I and so uh you know the the constant mission structure where there's not as much of an open world but there does seem to do be other things to do hasn't really thrown us for a loop either that hasn't tripped yeah. us up at all so before Good. he was kind of like eh, missions I don't want to do missions but Without that open, open world to distract him, Make we can focus in. yeah, focus in more sense. easily, do the stuff that needs to get done. Like real superheroes. Uh, <laughs> speaking of superheroes, it's a, it's a twofer here. Going to the other side of the coin. Uh, I've had Injustice 2 on a price alert for as long as I can remember. And it never seemed to go under $15 whenever it was a uh, convenient time for me. It has sure. gone before. Rarely it'll go down to like $12 or something like that. Well, on Green Man Gaming of all places, it like went down to $10.50 or the something. The gold edition? So, no, regular. Regular oh, edition. I wanted to get DLC. it. See, yeah. here's the thing. I wanted it, but I knew really all I would do is play the story mode. And I figure the DLC characters aren't going to play into the story mode at all because I figured they'd have their it, own chapters, right? They no, they don't. But if you play the, the single player mode, not the like story the arcade mode or whatever. Yeah. You get a story to them. Okay. Like they still finalize the story. So like that last piece, they get an ending where they were the victors, whatever that case like is. Street Fighter. Uh, so you get a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Like street okay. fighter is a good, a good example there. I wouldn't feel with fighting games. I don't feel so bad about going back and getting the DLC later, especially if it's on sale again, uh, breaking up that purchase right now. I'm like, okay, give me the, give me more of the story. Let's see how we, how we do there. So here's a problem though. I got another PC horror story for you. Uh Oh, okay. Apparently HDR is just so broken on P on computers. I don't know what it is. Uh. They can't figure it out. I think it's windows because it seems to be a problem for just about any game. And the solution is either apparently don't run 4K and don't run HDR and don't, I don't know, connect it to your TV. It seems to be a lot of don'ts. There's a lot of, I can't. Is this universal just or just on, your computer? No, it it's this particular problem is a universal problem. So HDR, it works at first. Okay. No problem turning it on. You know, not like Doom Eternal where it wasn't even working. Mm. So I turn it on and I start playing the game and uh, all of a sudden the cutscenes zoom in. Like I can only see a quarter of the cutscene. Oh, geez. Like, what is going on? This makes absolutely no sense. So I do a little bit of digging and for some reason HDR breaks the cutscenes and they zoom in. And the only way to fix that I found was to either disable HDR or not do 4k and do 1080p basically so that's what i ended up doing i was, I was mm. like you know what i don't care about 4k in this case uh give me that hdr because it just looks so darn good especially right. in a fighting game or any like 2d plane game where you can really focus on the details of everything around you so i spent like an hour trying to figure out why this wasn't working and uh 10, 20 minutes playing the game. <laughs> so I've played about, I'm up to Harley Quinn's mm-hmm. chapter. PC gaming, but, folks. Go out there and get one. 
Yeah, right exactly. Away. Exactly. You get the game for 10 bucks, but you can't play it right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I will say, man, this game looks like the facial animations and yep. stuff, especially on c- certain characters. Bruce Wayne, though, he's he's looking a little rough. I don't know what it is about his model. He's like too grunt looking. Too well, I mean, he's been through some bulky. stuff when you get into that story. <laughs> maybe that has something to do maybe with that's that. What, yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's an artistic choice. Um. But yeah, it, it's still a great looking game, and NetherRealm Studios does a really great job with fighting games. It is it is a flavor though, right? You yeah. know, it, it's it's chocolate versus vanilla. You have your karate type uh, fighting games that really focus on uh, fighting styles, and then you have something like Mortal Kombat and uh, Injustice, where they focus on styles of fighting. <laughs> if that makes any sense, where yeah. characters do have their own style but it's not necessarily fluid or yes um based in chaining attacks other than sword uppercut high kick low kick that type of deal right um i'm enjoying the game i really am it's easy to switch into this from going from mortal kombat 11 sure and uh I don't know. I can't. It's better than a DC movie, that's for sure. Except for maybe Shazam. Like I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I've been waiting for it to go on sale for quite a while because I bought the first one on Wii U of all things and played it and really enjoyed the story. Oh, that's right. Mm. This has been Mm. one that I've been casually dropping as like a as a Switch candidate at some point. Like I would not be surprised at all if at any point in time they're like Injustice Two, just like Jump Force. You know, just like we're getting like these year and a half old ports to Switch wouldn't surprise me in the least. But if they're like Superman and Batman makes their way to Switch, you know, and next yeah. November and everybody's like, what? Ultimate Edition or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if they could do it with Mortal Kombat 11, I feel like they could have done it with this game unless it's the architecture or something. And people like that port, um, actually, like the people that, that played it and a lot of the reviews that I cover that actually stream footage of the game. They're like, it looks pretty good. It's just like the net code and everything just ran terrible on Switch, like the whole yeah. dungeon and everything apparently that was a disaster but the actual was, playing the game itself ran fine that was a disaster everywhere for the first few weeks until they like patched it up because i remember people complaining about how horrible it was to navigate in mortal kombat 11 the the dungeon areas the crypt or whatever but uh yeah i i'd buy it for like five bucks on Switch. is the story um, in the second one as good as the the first one yes okay uh, it seems to be yeah the story I mean, in the first one was fantastic it yep. picks up it picks up pretty much right after that. Uh, there's a mm-hmm. little bit of kind of going back in time as somebody tells you a story. So you're kind of like, what's going on? And then you learn about it gets you up to speed. Sure. It's yeah. picking up right after the first one. And some things, man, some things happen right away. And you're just like, whoa, okay, cool. This is for instance, I was like, I'm glad I didn't play this around my son because I probably wasn't going to anyway, but because it's true, you know, people fighting very realistically. But then I was like, okay. Yeah, this is like themes that he definitely cannot watch. <laughs> you know, play so. the first one with Jack, Father of the Year. You did absolutely. <laughs> it's Batman. This, this one cares? did kick it up though a bit. Like there, were, I mean, there were certain points in the first one that were bad, but this one, like right off the bat, kicks it up. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's, there will be blood. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, you you introduce like with the DLC characters, you introduce like Red Hood. Which is, you know, if you're not into comics, I think that's violent Batman. Like, he has no problem shooting people in the head. Like, he uses guns. Um, the Ninja Turtles are all there with all their weaponry, realistically. Not like in the cartoons where, you know, Leonardo uses swords, but yet somehow nobody ever gets cut. You know, we watched the cut. killing like, joke. 
Yeah, it's yes. Then so, it's like, very much in the same just, tone of that. It just you know, it's it's fine with. I don't feel bad. I'm just I'm just to be a juxtaposition to to offer that that difference. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like I I won't want to subject my son to that. I'm like we watched the Killing Joke together. That's <laughs> that's the fathering I'm doing over here. How how old is Jack? Nine. See, okay, so my son's four. Almost okay. Five, so okay. I I I could see given the, depending on the child, I don't think that it would be too terrible depending on what yeah like nine is fine if he's seen you play doom and stuff like that it's not any worse than that yeah okay 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 i gotcha um no it's not like saw or something over here where it's just grindhouse feature uh but yeah either way it's good and it's more injustice and it's kicked up a notch in every good way possible and i'm really enjoying it uh the team the the character moves are really cool by the way like uh, harley quinn uses her jackals which is just you know they they put this lore into each character and it's just really awesome and i'm mm-hmm. enjoying it so um yeah. actually they're hyenas what did i say oh jackals it's not a jackal it's a jackal it's a jackal <sighs> yeah this is why i can't enjoy anything it's true kevin, kevin. <laughs> yeah zoologist kevin if you'd like to it's true it's true actually um, i'll go next <laughs> yeah, i'm actually <laughs> I'll go next. Uh, Animal Crossing still playing that. Nothing really more to say about that other than my Nintendo Switch literally is not used for anything other than Animal Crossing. Uh, my wife is hooked. My middle child is hooked. And then my oldest daughter started playing it this week, and she will on average play it for like three hours a day. Uh, so I, I get to play maybe 20 hours, 20 hours, 20 minutes a day if I'm lucky to get in, do some quick stuff, and then bounce out. So After dude, everyone's had their way with your Switch, they're like, yeah, there's, you go. there's it's no all dirty and everything. They got their <laughs> fingerprints, yeah. and your Switch is sitting there crying. Dude, that like, kid grime? What is it with kids? Like every time my son, I'm like, what is on your hands? What I is know. happening? <laughs> well, mine are older, so I don't have that, and I have girls too, so it's not as bad. My girl's um, the worst. Uh, but I was just gonna say, like, apparently I bought that beautiful Nintendo Switch. It's just my wife's Switch. It's been commandeered. It's not even mine. I haven't played it in a week. <laughs> I haven't touched it. It's just gone. It's gone forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I did play is I went right from Resident Evil 3, which we'll talk about when we get to Donnie, to uh, Evil Within 2. So Donnie and I got this via Yay. the Amazon deal for like, what, seven bucks? Seven dollars. Yeah. <laughs> we Dude. love the first one so much. We talked about it for a year and a half. We were like, this is so good. It's Resident Evil. And then they came with the second one and we're like, uh, we got things to play. We'll get to it. And we never <laughs> did. And it's like seven dollars is what it took yeah. to get us. Well, the issue is, is it came out when Bethesda for some reason thought it was an awesome idea to release like six Everything. games in three months and we're like nobody had time so that took a back burner whereas we liked it but we're like we're not in a rush for it because I mean I played the first one real late too like I didn't play it when it first came out I played it later on when I caught wind of how good it was do you think they had no confidence in it do you think that's why they just skirted in them with a bunch of other things I don't know because they did it with all of their releases was so it a I, fall like, release yeah, yeah. It, was, it was that the it was like uh, Dishonored, Dishonored, Dishonored yeah. expansion came out um Oh, shoot, there was something else that came out then too. Wolfenstein came out at the same time. Wolfenstein. I think Prey came out at the same time. Like it was all those games came out within three months. Like Bethesda dumped their entire library. That was one of those ones where they did the E3 and they said all of this stuff is coming out this year and it did. So a lot of their stuff I think got lost where they were all quality games. Um, Evil Within 2 though, I will say, dude, really good. Um, uh, better than the first up. one and I like the first one. I was messaging Donnie as I jumped into it within the first hour saying they do some great psychological horror stuff that I haven't seen done in a game yet that really screws with your head. Um, the story continues on where we left off kind of from the first one. It's a few years later. Um, I'm not going to give you any story details, but I will say the combat is better. 
Um, it feels very much like Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3 does. So you still have kind of that tank control, but it's definitely been tuned up a bit. Um, you have a variety of weapons, melee combat, all that kind of stuff. You still have the upgrade uh, trees with that green juice you'd have to collect from the zombies last time. You still have <laughs> yes, all stuff the in green place. Juice. Yep. Uh, it's very much tongue-in-cheek. It takes all the nods from the first one. Um, there is a moment. This isn't a story giveaway, but this is a content giveaway here. Towards the end of the game that has a massive nod to every single boss you faced in the first game. In the second one, you have a nod to them that I thought was really, really cool that I was not expecting at all. Oh, nice. Uh, another thing I enjoyed, which was like a random thing, is that you go through and there's a lot of collectibles and items and lore and story pieces you can pick up um, throughout the game, just like in the first one, all the documents and the tapes and stuff. Uh, you can pick up items that he ends up putting in his office later on that are all from the other Bethesda games. Like, I got the mask from Dishonored. I got the gun <laughs> from Prey. So there's, like, all these little cool things that were hidden in the game that you found that were nods to other Bethesda games I thought was really cool. Um, but the story is really good. There's a lot of great psychological horror. Uh, when I thought the game was wrapping up, it actually took a left turn and went in a totally different direction and kept going. My total playtime, I think, was about 31, 32 hours. So it's a it's a good lengthy game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I played that for as much as some of our other teammates have played Final Fantasy VII for, um, and a game I paid seven dollars for versus one they paid sixty for a part one of. Um, <laughs> but if you can get a deal on this, Lucas, I, I encourage you to get it because it is really good and worth it. It's, it really I'm looking is. at it right now. It's ten dollars, and I'm just like hovering over the purchase it, button. Ten dollars, honestly, it's worth it because like I paid seven, but I would have paid I should have paid twenty for it at least because I I did really enjoy it. The um, first one came out in 2014. It was like uh, launched like after that year, and it came out uh, within the same six weeks as um, Pokemon Alpha, Omega, Ruby and Sapphire, Smash Brothers, Watch Dogs, Grand Theft Auto V, Far Cry 4, Dragon Age Inquisition, Halo the Master Chief Collection, Assassin's Creed Unity, Yikes. Um, <laughs> Sunset Overdrive, Bayonetta 2, um, and there was another, oh, um, 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 Hyrule Warriors. All of these dropped like in the same six weeks as each other. Rise. And so that, it was like all those was launch the first things. Within, right? Yeah, the first one. Okay. And none then, of those were, none of those were other horror games though, were they? That was really the only one. Mm-hmm. Horror doesn't have a very good following. They have a strong, like vocal following, but I feel like they don't sell as much as really any other Not game unless category. it's Resident Evil. Like Resident Evil yeah. kind of sets it over the top, or if it gets something gets like crazy out of the way. And then the, the second one came out October 2017. Mm-hmm. So it came out with... Uh, so during that period, Evil Within 2 came out. Uh, Destiny 2 came out. Assassin's Creed Origins came out. Wolfenstein 2 The New Colossus came out. Mario Odyssey um... What else is here? Middle Earth, Shadow of War, Gran Turismo Sport, South Park, Fractured Butthole, Fire Emblem Warriors, Just Dance, um, and some other games, it's but like also two in September and November, they had more stuff. They yeah. came out both times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2 on Switch came out like the same time. Yeah. I just remember a bunch of games came out. Like, you're spot on. I don't think Prey did it, though. That was the one that like threw me off. So I thought Prey came out around. I thought Prey was the same year. Maybe maybe that was before. That might have been before. Hmm. Prey release date. But either way, very good game. Go play it. Uh, if you're a horror fan, you haven't played it. So that was May 2017. So it came out the same year, but earlier. So, um, Dishonored 2 came out November 11th. 
oh 2016 so death um not death of the outsider the outsider one that dlc type yeah, thing standalone. standalone dlc that came out the same year as uh, evil within two as did wolfenstein um but yeah if you're a horror fan and you haven't played this one i highly encourage you to play it. it's very very good quality um graphics aren't super great but they're not bad by any means i had zero issues with any frame rates or, or drops or anything of that nature the game just ran solid from beginning to end and, and just really is well written and well kind of um directed i guess i can say is kind of the approach that they took to it is very very good game but uh, i feel like resident evil style games this fits right in that that mold and it's high quality and i hope that this did well enough to warrant another one because it was no good. i don't think so right i don't think so either but it it, it should it's very good i mean that's why we have ghostwire I, tokyo it's true which i which i'll take it's I'm tango right too, so. yeah yeah same thing okay yeah, yeah that, I, I remember um you know they were talking all those all those talks about resident evil 4 being remade this past week yeah. right yep. and uh the guy that broke it on twitter i remember his name but one of the famous twitter folks that always break things like nibel and all that stuff right yeah. he was like uh you know they tried to get shinji mikami to work on it but he he had to refuse it i was like because he's working on Ghostwire Tokyo. Like, we know mm-hmm. what he's doing. Right. <laughs> I'm happy he's refused. I'd be more upset. They're like, and they got Shinji Mikami. Like, oh, no. What happened? You don't need to. Evil 4 is written. You don't need yeah, to it's like, just update the stuff. You're why fine. would you get him to do it? Uh, uh, that one kind of threw me for He never answered me. That, that tweet got like, I don't know, like 40 re- retweets. Like, uh, people started going all day. There were people in my mentions all day. They were like, I f- totally forgot about that game. It's like, like that's a like thing that's supposed to happen. E three was like, right? oh my God, I'm so excited for this. We don't know anything, right? Uh, um, I just thought it was interesting because everybody was like, "Yes, let's get Shinji to do Resident Evil again." It's like uh, he doesn't even work for them. Nope. <laughs> I want him to. I want him doing what he's doing because up until this this you know rebirth of Resident Evil we're experiencing right now, I was enjoying the Evil Within better than the Resident Evil Revelation stuff. Like, I think Evil Within was better than those games personally. Um, so up until recently, I you know Resident Evil was starting to go on kind of this trend for me so it's fine um but go play it now i'm going to talk about the game that lucas loves to talk about but he doesn't like to play fallout 76 the wastelanders dlc dropped so if you own the game at all it was completely free this is the long very long very very long awaited uh addition to add npcs and more of a story-based element to the game because now it's inhabited by people Uh, i booted it up two days ago i think for the first time after the dlc dropped and this is fallout if you're a fallout fan that likes fallout 3 fallout 4 um new vegas this brings back that same status like there is the the entire game changed we talked about the the patch size was like 60 gigs or something like that is massive that's because they changed the world like the map overall is the same but they added like right outside the vault there's a bar nearby that did not exist like there's all these new structures and new things there it's fully inhabited with people so you run into people in the streets um you have mission based that actual people are giving you giving you so like the first thing you encounter is uh you head to this bar and you find out they're having some problems with some people coming in trying to rob the place so they hire you to be the muscle to take out the people trying to do it so like right away i'm like this is what i'm used to this this is what i want to do i pick narrative choices that actually matter where i could be a nice guy or i could be a douche um solo is still multiplayer like focused Yes, so the, there is still the multiplayer elements is still there, but ultimately, like when I played it before, I didn't really engage in the multiplayer aspect either. Like I'd run into people, I'd wave to them, I'd say hi, maybe give them a gift if they were a new player. Like you can see what level people are. I might drop some equipment if they're a low level or something like that. But I never really played with others to kind of experience that for the most part. So I'm just taking this more as it's a regular Fallout game now. It's I'm not worrying so much about the multiplayer as, as much. Mm. Let me refocus um, because you are a Fallout aficionado. I could see how you could get dropped in a world that's meant to be multiplayer, but you could just kind of fend for yourself. Yeah. Yep. For somebody that's not, 
say somebody like me who hears you say that it's better now, like if I go download it, I'll get dropped in this world I don't understand, know nothing about. Like I'm going to be directed from here to there and kind of be brought along until yeah. I kind of, okay. Oh yeah. You know, they, they direct you the whole way. And like, even if you just played it for the first time now, it says, Hey, do you need a reminder on how to build your camp and build your equipment and stuff like that? Okay. Like your benches to do your work and stuff like that. So there's a character right in the first area that will kind of guide. That's you kind of what I was meaning more by solo than story. Yeah. And they're still, so it's almost like there's two campaigns going on. So they still have the campaign where you didn't interact with people still there. So you can still play through that. Just there's people around you now. So you have that story where you're in search of your overseer who's kind of like the president of the vault you were in. Essentially, you're tracking them down. And then you have this new storyline, which follows the wastelanders and all the people that move to the area now, Uh, because in game, it's been a year, which is pretty much how long the game has been out as well. So acknowledging like now that people came out of the vault for a year, people are starting to head to your neck of the woods. Something that could naturally happen as we, you know, as the country kind of comes out of quarantine and kind of rediscovers the world. But they heard that there's treasure here in this area, and that's why people are (laughs) flocking to your area all of a sudden. They're all in search of this treasure that I'm kind of already getting vibes doesn't even exist, but that's what everybody's in search of. That's why this went from nobody living here to now people are, you know, rushing to the area. There's people like mining in the water saying, like, I'm going to find gold. Like, it's the gold rush over again um, because they've just been living in this wasteland. Uh, so yeah, it, it still has both those things there, but it just feels more like a traditional Fallout thing, which gets me actually wanting to play it before. Where seventy six couldn't get me to continue going on because, to, to use the term Donnie loves so much, it felt like a dead world. Um, mm. Where now it feels more alive. It's still dead because it's it's a post apocalyptic place, but it has more life to it. The story is better. It's not just me hearing things from robots or pre recorded tapes. I actually see characters and I'm engaging with them and having conversation with them. Plus, as I discovered last night, one of the characters, and I tweeted about this, uh, as I'm talking to him, I'm like, this voice sounds really, really familiar. I'm like, who is this voice actor? And I'm like, wait, no, it can't be. And sure enough, I searched for it. I was like, Jason Muse, Fallout 76. <laughs> and first thing that comes up is he voices one of the first characters you run into. And I'm like, yes. So, um, yeah, if you're a Fallout fan, give 76 another try if you have it because you'll probably be happier with it um but if you're not a fallout fan this once again isn't going to do anything to sway you and say okay now this is my kind of game if you didn't like three you didn't like four you're not going to like this but for those of us that were fans that were disappointed in 76 uh this is definitely a right step i don't know how long this campaign is or how long the story is but it's at least something to make me want to go and at least give this game a try you didn't pay for it it. right well yeah that's true you didn't pay for it it didn't matter (laughs) no i mean like the dlc like the update yes yeah. yeah. So. Nope. Completely free. It's just kind of what they promised in the first place that they felt everybody got ripped off by. So they, they give Bethesda as much crap as you want about how they've handled this entire Fallout 76. I, I was afraid they were just going to shut it down and stop supporting it. They're at least putting the initiative to try and make things right and still support it, which is good on them for trying to make amends for what they you know had underdelivered on in the first place. But Yeah. The fact they still stuck with this long. And I, I got to con- uh, concur with what you're I mean, you've seen a lot of people on Twitter today. Of all things and people saying like they're really excited about it like they they have enjoying yeah. it i've seen screenshots of people some of the um i follow a few youtubers that do like uh horror movie focused content mm-hmm. they're real big fans of it i've seen them talking about how much they're enjoying coming back to it so that's a good thing maybe it'd be yeah. one of those redemption stories that we talk about yeah i don't think it's going to be like a destiny or anything like that but it definitely is doing the right things as far as air quotes fixing that game but uh yeah it's still getting review bombed so it's kind of telling people to stop you know, paying attention to that. But if you like a traditional Fallout game, this is more like that. So it's all good there. Um, that's it for me. So Donnie, we're going to turn it over to you now, sir. Ooh, this is all just a big ruse. We're going to talk about Ori for the rest of the show. <laughs> Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Don't forget, head over to psvg.blog to find all the things we do and never stop gaming.
Never stop playing Ori. That's what you guys need to know. Um, so I wanted to, to I, I got a chance to play some games, um, not Nintendo related, and I wanted to come talk to some folks about it. Most notably, Resident Evil 3 and Doom. And you guys are both playing both of those. So not sure the next time I get a chance to talk to Nathan, so I wanted to come talk to those. So I, I beat uh, Resident Evil 3 uh, this past weekend. And um, uh, my story for this one has been said for a long time. Resident Evil 3 is always my favorite Resident Evil. Um, just my memory as a kid, I always like that's the one that I got into for whatever reason. And I uh, was going into it a little hesitant because the Resident Evil 2 remake, well, I thought was a great remake, like for what remakes do, um, wasn't like... I. I I came away like not enjoying it as much as I remember as a kid. I was like, I just don't know if I'm into this Resident Evil anymore. And that was always kind of the thing, right? Like the whole collectathon and go back and forth and back and forth from one side of the building to the other, unlocking all these puzzles and boxes. I was just like, I'm kind of, I don't want to keep doing this anymore. Um, happily to report that at least for the most part, I don't think this has done anything to change my opinion. I still think Resident Evil 3 is my favorite. Um, I know Resident Evil 3 has caused a lot of people to have some hot takes on the internet, most notably like with the game's length. And uh, maybe the fact that it's not as long or as padded, as I would say, as Resident Evil 2 is. Maybe that's why I liked Resident Evil 3 so much. Um, but, <clears throat> man, the presentation that Resident Evil 3 remake has compared to the Resident Evil 3 that I remember is so far above and beyond. They really sell even more than the Resident Evil 2 remake. They really sell like that outbreak society has fallen last of us sort of thing. You know, like there's a lot of parallels there and you see it um, with like the overturned cars and the city streets and people running. And uh, that's the stuff I love. And, and, And that's, I think that's why I got into it so much. And uh, the more action-oriented combat, you know, is something else that I've seen, like having more of an action-adventure game. Honestly, almost something more along the lines that you'd see with, like, an Uncharted or something than the standard Resident Evil of old, you know, formula. I I, I think I enjoy that a little bit more than most. But uh, ultimately, I came away just, like, it's really different. And it's honestly like a different game. There are so many things about this. I haven't had a chance to really dive in, but like the first hour I played with it, I was like, I don't remember it going like this. And I don't remember meeting these characters this early. And I, I don't remember like this entire sequence. And I, I saw like a side-by-side comparison. Um, you know, like for example, like the guy that locks himself in the trailer. I remember that. Totally remember that guy, right? Like he, he's, he stood out. But like the entire lead up to get there was like completely different. It's like, you know, it's reimagined. Same idea, like just but completely reshot, um, which is really kind of no- cool, you know. Whereas like Resident Evil Two, I felt, and maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't remember Resident Evil Two enough, but Resident Evil Two, I felt like, it's like the same game. You know, I was like, this is, I remember yeah. all of this. I remember getting yeah. like the, you know, this key to unlock that door and I'm going to go this way. And then now, you know, like in getting the buttons to get the, the cases and the lockers, whereas Resident Evil 3 remake felt different than I remember a lot of Resident Evil 3 feeling. And, um, I haven't done, you know, like the review stalking with this one. I don't know, really know what people are saying about it. I do know that people are not uh, liking because it it's short because I got into some Twitter arguments over it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 100% prefer the fact that, like, I, I'm not going to kill the game at all considering that I beat it. I, I, I think I spent a little bit more time with you. You said you beat it uh, on the podcast like three or four hours? Yeah, I think it was I think it was four hours and 15 minutes was my total playtime, I think. So I was in almost closer mm-hmm. to seven. Um, but I also got all of the Charlie uh, bobs. Um, yeah, I, I got all the extra weapons. So like, that's kind of how I play these games. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's an issue with Res- my, my issues with Resident Evil 2 is the fact that I tend to try and 
do all these things. I want to collect all the things and get all the things. Yeah, and in this one, it's it's a lot easier to stay focused. Like like you said, there there's Resident Evil 2 had a ton of backtracking. Like you were constantly going back to the same areas. And well, this the one, areas, I, I barely had to backtrack at all. Like in two, the area is open, and you basically yeah. have free reign over the area until you like escape from the castle. Mm-hmm. In three, if you don't backtrack at certain points, you'll never go back again. Because the, yeah. the story moves you out of the area and you can't go back. Like, you're done. Yep. Um, so, and those are things that I remember. You know, like the uh, the, the the Magnum, right? The gun. Like, if mm-hmm. you don't backtrack out of the hospital, you won't get it. Yeah. Um, like, those are things I remember. Um, the, the Charlie things. If you don't get the lockpick and then go back through everything that you've done yep. before you go to yep. the subway, you'll never get that stuff. So, yeah. uh, I really liked them. And uh, ultimately, I just want to come tell everybody that I really, really love this game. And I bought it somewhat. I bought it because I lo- I, I've always loved this game. I've always said it's my favorite. I bought it hesitantly. I was like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is going to hurt my rose colored glasses. And I replayed it and I was like, nah, if anything, I think it's confirmed all the reasons why I think I loved it the most. I do think it's, um, it's a little rough. I know you'd mentioned how, how great it looks and it definitely does, um, in times and in places, but there yeah. are, there are, uh, minor, extremely minor critiques that I would say, like, especially like the draw distance, things that are in the distance, <laughs> yeah, look really rough. There are times when I was like, um, I'll never, um, in the the city area in the beginning, you run against a brick wall and a fence, and the fence has like people trying to get through on the right, yes. and you got to go yep. down the hallway. The first time you encounter it, you see that fence from a distance, and from there it looks like PS2 graphics, like they're like glitching against the fence. You're like, what is happening? Why does it look so bad? And as you get closer, it kind of comes into focus. That type of experience I kind of felt throughout the game. I also had a, a crazy time with one of the, the cutscene where you um, run into um, the the three guys on the so- on the train before you leave, before mm-hmm. the train uh, yeah. goes off the rails. That entire scene, um, I was getting the video about 15 seconds faster than the audio oh okay so like they were like mouthing and everything like i was watching a dude talk while i was listening to her talk and like it was going it was kind of so i ran into a few issues it i don't know maybe it feels a bit rushed or maybe you know the xbox just needs a little tlc i don't know Um, but i did run into a few where i I don't ever remember encountering anything remotely close to that with re2 re2 was like flawless from like top to bottom i was like this is a full-blown remake and i was wondering you know, they turned this one around quick. You know, yeah. they were like, you know, they told us at E3, like, hey, this Red RE3 is coming out and it's got multiplayer. And remember, we thought the multiplayer was like a brand new game. Yeah. And then they're like, but, but it's not. It comes with RE3 and it comes out this fall. We were like, wow. Um, I'm just wondering if maybe it needed a little bit more time. It might have. I I didn't get a lot of the glitches. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't get any of the glitches. The draw distance, I could see that being there. But I thought they kind of hit it a lot of the times behind like a fire or behind like something else that would distract you from paying too much attention to that. One of the things I don't think I mentioned before though, is there were segments of the game that it was really dark. Yeah. Like really That's dark. That's like a so thing like, with HDR, Lucas. The thing yeah. that I've noticed with HDR is like every game is too dark. All of them are. Uh, when you get that gamma slider at the beginning of every game, like I jump that thing up. Crank it, that up. Yeah. Like three or four <laughs> clicks. I'm like, nope, brighten this thing up because they're all dark. They're all super dark yeah. for me. Like every game. Yeah, it's that contrast. It, it really is. Black is now really black, and then the whitest whites are really white. And when you get older, you know, some of that stuff, you can't really see, differentiate, you know, maybe. I hear you. What? 
<laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, long story short, man, I enjoyed it. And I don't care yeah. that it was $60, seven hours, a great seven hours. I'm really glad they remade it because uh, it, it was yeah. always, I always think like uh, Resident Evil 3 is like a pillar. It's like a seminal game for me. Right. And like everybody has like those games that they really connect with. And RE3 was one of those. I remember it had like the magazine and I had the magazine and I knew all the calculator. I could tell you how many, how many um, bazookas you need to take down Nemesis. I could tell you how, like how many, what it was in gunshots, what it was in shotguns, how many knife, yeah. like you could knife Nemesis like 989 times. I remember they had like charts, you know, oh, I remember yeah, all of that. knife them 989 times. Um, oh, and the boss battles, like another yeah. thing that feels so much different. Like, mm. as I was running um, to the subway, to the train, Nemesis came flying by me and, like, right in front of me, Turner. I was like, whoa! Um, had, like, me kind of a little bit more, had me, like, anxious. Had me kind of squeezing the controller, kind of leaned into the TV. And I was like, this is exactly how I remember kind of playing this game the first time. Um, you know, I never really felt that way with Mr. X. Like, you know, uh, Mr. X never like scared me to, uh, you know, per se. Yeah. Nemesis always scared me, man. Like, cause in the first game, he'd come out of nowhere, like literally nowhere. Like Mr. X, you always heard him. You knew yeah. where he was. Like Nemesis would come through a wall, <laughs> like you'd just come out yeah. of nowhere. And, uh, they kept it and they kept it in this game in a way that made it feel like it, it originally did at least. And, uh, so anyway. Really enjoyed. And it. I had to reach out to you too because I was confused that I didn't know because I didn't play RE three before. That's one of the ones I, I had missed during my RE stint before. I didn't know that this occurs at the same time as two, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like it does at all simply because of how different. Oh, there's a lot of Easter eggs. Is. Like there's a lot more livelihood in RE three. It, it feels more RE2. disastrous. Yes, hundred yeah. like, percent. and I would feel like Leon would have heard Nemesis doing something nearby. Like it, it would have. <laughs> there would have been some sort of interaction there where that would have occurred or they would have heard rocket launchers and all the explosion stuff going on when he's sitting there with his pistol, you know, shooting one bullet at a time. That part seems a little weird to me that it occurred at the same time, but it was just like the era where they would just like reuse game assets and like spit out a new game <laughs> yeah, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> now the fact that they basically just reuse the entire PlayStation and every yep. and I and I love it for that. Everything's the same. Except in this one, you're not constantly like you have to unlock every door and go backtrack across the whole thing. Like you basically yeah. have open reign to do what you need to do, you can get in and out. But it feels familiar because like all the codes and all the locks are the same. So if you yeah. remember them all, you can unlock them all and get all the goodies oh, yeah. and yeah. you don't even have to find the stuff. You literally could just know the comp combination which back in the 90s that was like mind-blowing to like young donnie as a video game player i was like it's the same code oh my god because i know my character knows like it was that type of stuff that i i loved about resident evil right like those were the things that i i used to really enjoy about the series so i was Mm. happy i don't know i i'm enjoying my little basking in nostalgia bit here with this one i really enjoyed it i'm I'm really happy they did it i liked it the other game I want to talk about is Doom Eternal. Uh, Lucas, you still playing? No, I mean, I'm trying to. I want to. I sat down to play it once and then just never went back to it. I, I basically doing settings re- and driver updates and reboots. Yeah, and basically, yeah. And then I said, console. You know I'm just going <laughs> to put it aside. I'm going to put it aside and then I'm going to I'm going to put, you know, 20 hours d- devoted to beating the game or whatever it is, 30, 20, whatever. Aren't you glad you spent $60 on it? I know, right? Right. <laughs> I feel I'm like a real fan. 
I feel like it's a game that never ends. Um, and there are some reasons I feel that way, but what I wanted to come, Kevin, when are you, when are you going to get Doom Eternal? You plan on it? I, I will, but I'm going to wait for it to go on sale, like, like 20 bucks probably. Dude, and that's what I'll scoop it up because I'm not in a rush to play it. I will play it, but I'm not in any rush. It's really good. Like ultimately yeah. long story short, I can tell you it's really, really good. I think it's way, yeah. I think it's way better than the first one. Um, and that's saying a lot because I really like the first one. It's different though. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely harder. Like, so just right off the bat, it's tough. Right. Uh, kicked me in the, like the teeth. Like when I first got into it, I think I forced my way through like the first three chapters and then I dropped it down a level. Like when I came across the mm. first, um, not, not the Marauder, which is, I know what everybody's talking about, but the, um, oh God, what are they called? The, the priests, guardians or whatever that you gotta, you gotta kill three of them. Like whatever. When I came across the first one of those, I died seven or eight times. I was like, Oh, I gotta do something like this one is really <laughs> like beating me in the teeth. It's a, uh, it's a thinking man shooter. And I think for that much, I think you might really enjoy it, Kevin. Um, if you, if you learn the ropes with it. And I think yeah. that'll be the thing is, I think that'll be the thing with a lot of people's enjoyment is how much time they're willing to kind of be taught doom eternal versus expecting doom. So like with Doom, you kind of just run around and shoot as many things as fast as you can and keep doing it until you clear the room. Doom Eternal, I don't think that strategy, you're like, you're not going to, it's so, it's so weird because it's almost like hypocritical for the game because Doom is always like um, frantic, stressful, like low ammo, you know, move as fast as you can, always move, constantly move. Whereas I feel like I play Doom Eternal better when I slow down, it's like, okay, wait a second, slow down and think about what you're doing because it's very strategic. I, I, would, I would agree with that. Cause there's like weak points in the way that the weapons are, are given to you in different modes and everything. Yeah. I could totally see that. Every enemy has its own like strategy. Uh, you can blow them to pieces and eventually win, but you're going to lose a lot of ammo and health trying to do it. If you're not doing it the right way and they throw constant like waves of different diverse enemies at you constantly and mm-hmm. you'll get two or three of them at the same time you'll be fighting uh. eight nine enemies two and three of each different types all at the same time that are constantly moving and if you're not focused on what you're doing you'll run out of ammo you'll lose a ton of health like there you know it's, it's there's a lot of that to it um, there are certain uh, weapon types that are better against folks, but you do get buffs that kind of make it easier. The thing that's really helped me, I think, a lot is I slow down, constantly monitor not only my health gauge, but also uh, my armor gauge because they basically you know one and the same. Yeah, so yeah. you get a you get a you get the the flamethrower right. Except in, in this one, when you light people on fire, you shoot them; they constantly drop armor. So once my armor is starting to fall down, like that's my thing. It's like, okay, let's light some of these guys on fire. And then one of the major differences, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, 2016, I actually, I wanted to look this up and I haven't had a chance to look this up. Uh, This game, the way that they drop ammo and health and things a little bit different. Um, You don't just have like ammo chests just laying around. Sometimes they do, but they're usually like hidden, like in special places. Um, This game... You, you saw the folks in half, right, with your, with your saw, and they drop bounds of ammo and health and armor, like all kinds of it. But you have to know to saw them. So you have to keep, like, a constant running, like, resource management of, like, your fuel tanks. Because okay. um, that's, like, your main way of replenishing your ammo. I would say, like, that's the main way versus the old way. Like, I felt like every arena just had, you know, ammo just laying around. You just go run yeah, and pick yeah. it up as you run out. That's not here as much. So when you get into, like, a real 
frantic boss battle, like with the uh, gladiator or the marauder, which I got into a fight with the marauder today. That was like the where I am now. So I think I'm like six, seven chapters in. Whew, if you're not watching it, like it's it's not. It was not uncommon for me to just completely run out of ammo. Like I don't know what to do. <laughs> so it's so it's young blood all over again before all the updates. There's a part of it that feels it's <laughs> it feels like that, but I think they do it better. Yeah. Um, they definitely explain it to you a lot more. Like every time they introduce a new enemy, they take a pause. They're like, hey, here are this enemy's weak points. Here's how you tackle it. Mm-hmm. And they're very different. Like some, you've got to take out their guns. Some of them, you got to shoot them from behind. Some of them, you've got to ground. And you've got all these different tools you can use. And that's one of the best things about it. Whereas, you know, typically when I play shooters, I, this is how I was going to explain it uh, before I just started rambling here for the last <laughs> three minutes. Um, typically when I play shooters, it's kind of like a, a, a non-thinking process. Like when I play Call of Duty, it's go down the hallway, shoot the people that pop out, go to this cut story, you know, like the cut scene, watch the cut scene, go down the hallway, shoot the people that pop out. This game, I am like, it's honestly like it's like exhausting, like mentally, because I'm going and I'm running and I'm using everything. I'm constantly changing weapons. I am constantly throwing grenades, changing the types of grenades, changing the types of specials on the different weapons that I have using like the whole controller. I've never played a shooter like that. Like I'm, I'm really throwing all it's, it's really taught me to play games kind of a different way. And then on top of all of it, it's got really cool, like secrets and Easter eggs. And then really, really cool platforming might be the best first person platformer I've ever like tried to get into and played. Well, uh, better than Dying Light? Yeah, yeah, definitely better than Dying Light. And I was going to say, like, Mirror's Edge. Um, <clears throat> Dying Light's fun to play that way, but it's not, like, true platformer. The That's level true. design in Doom Eternal is... There are moments where I'm like, I can't believe I just did all this. <laughs> like, I can't believe I... Like, I'll look back at where I started. I'm like, how the hell did I get up here? Like, um, yeah. I had to jump around a tower, right? So there, there are, like, these, um, you know, like, little swinging bars. So, like, jump off a cliff onto the swinging bar and then hit, like, all the different bars all the way around and then hit midair, do, like, a dash through, like, an icon that refills your dash so you can double dash into a wall and then hop the other way and you end up, like, in a building and you end up looking down and you see how far you've come and all the different things that you've done to hop up there, you know, before you get into your next level. And like the, the whole world, there's a lot of verticality to doom eternal a lot, yeah, like no a thanks. ton, like you, you get way off the ground and stuff. It's kind of nuts. Kind of crazy. I, I think you just sold me even more to not play it now. Oh, really? I have zero just interest us, in doing all that crap. You just made it sound like Celeste, but in 3d, <laughs> it's not, it's not hard, but it's like, uh, that's why I said level design. It's not that so much that's yeah. challenging. It's that it's, you figure out where to go. Maybe through some trial and error, like there's there's definitely been a point in time where I've like just jumped off a cliff. I'm like, I really don't know where I'm supposed to go from here. Yeah. So I'm gonna jump and look around, <laughs> like see. But, but are there any vents for Lucas to try and jump in for a good thirty <laughs> minutes while streaming on? on Twitch? That's a very in joke. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's tons of secrets, and the secrets are cool. You floppy disks and, and cartridges. I and hate codes. secrets, dude. All they do is ruin the flow of the single player experience, man. All, all I'm worried about is trying to find ex- all these secrets and how I get to the oh, I secrets love them. that I can see. I love I'm them. Like, They're so good. How do I get over there? Yeah. And then I stand there for 20 minutes, Figure jumping into a vent. <sighs> the vent has no bounds. And then, Kevin, it is a shame because you still Figure have. You're still in the S, right? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> It is beautiful in 
4K HDR and it runs buttery smooth. Um, I had the one issue that I that I uh, recorded it's yeah. like this glitch where the yeah. entire console was like. Mm. But outside of that, actually, when I'm playing the game, not a not an issue. Um, I'm almost shocked at like how good it looks and how fast it moves at times, and I'm not like seeing any performance dips or how many enemies and explosions are popping off in any given moment. You know, it's it's, it's got it's got some of the best dynamic resolution I've seen in a game. Like I can barely tell it's happening. I've but you can on the PC you can put up the performance chart and it'll tell you like it's at. 50% resolution or whatever from what you've set it to. And that really helps for just, I mean, it, the amount of uh, machines that this thing could probably run on and still look good is probably one of the best things they've pulled off with this whole, what is it? Id tech six yeah. or seven or what? I don't know. I think so. But yeah, I agree. It, it looks really great and runs smooth. And those are two things that uh, are hard to come by. Yeah, you know, usually it's one or the other. Zero faith that this game is going to be any good at all on Switch. Like none. Nope. Like the moment I see it, like <laughs> I'm upset that you're going to be playing on an S, and then I think that like there's a Switch board at some point coming away. I'm like, yeah, there's going to be people be... playing paying sixty dollars to play on Switch. I'll that's going to be to play it on my terrible. S. I'm sorry, Kaiju. I'm just telling you, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be absolutely yeah. awful. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, it's going to be like a completely different game. There's some really great vistas too in this game. Um, there's like this very like Lord of the Rings, God of the War esque type environments that you get to, and very pretty. It's very very nice and uh, you know it's super like spinal tap and metal like more so than even doom 2016 was it's you know it's the first doom. time somebody ever described doom as being pretty <laughs> just want to say that well maybe yeah. so you uh, know there is one thing though because the environments like after a while in the first doom 2016 they start to get samey you know it's like tech red mars base tech hallway after yeah. tech hallway and here it's ruins and earth and earth after it's been destroyed and all this other stuff and you're just like wow i see a pine tree i never thought i'd see a pine tree in a new game <laughs> exactly that's what i'm exactly what i'm trying to say like you literally go to like a castle with like draw bridges and, and towers and stuff like and it's yeah. you know it's wintry and there's snow and like it literally it's statuary that. yeah <laughs> i just want to say statuary <laughs> i love it I, I really do it's fantastic statutory what <laughs> All right, we gotta move on. We've been we've been talking a long time. We we've hit an hour mark just talking about what we've been playing. So, oh, I I played everybody's golf with Josh yes, this did. week. Oh, yeah. and you guys should play with us. I had no idea no. that I had a PS4 Pro patch. I didn't. I don't think anybody did. It's literally buried in the settings. But uh, you turn it on, looks like a whole new game. <laughs> they don't even want to know. Apparently, <laughs> it's so pretty. Uh, we had fun playing it, but I'll just leave it that. You guys should come play with us. Everybody should buy the game. Come play golf with us. No, I'll just wait for Mario Golf. That'd be better. I'm more likely to play that with you guys. Um, all right, so that's enough from us. Time to hear from you guys. So let's jump into the messages. Message for you, sir. First one comes in from Haley, the Platinum Princess herself. How much game time do we plan for in any given week? Lucas. Oh boy. Plan and actuality are two different <laughs> things. I try now in containment uh, mode. I try to at least play 30 to 45 minutes before it was, I had daytime, I had nighttime. No. Oh, I guess a night in the Okay. Week. Okay. Cause I usually do. I mean, every day is basically the same for me. Yeah. So I was probably doing about three hours of gaming a day, so times seven, twenty, say twenty hours a week. Now I'm probably lucky to get seven hours a week, so probably more like five. So right now, 
I'm on limp mode, you know, it's, it's not good. I'm barely getting an hour a day. So mm. unless I sit down and specifically say, all right, I'm going to play Chrono Trigger for <laughs> three hours. Uh, yeah, I, I would say, I guess two, two hours on a normal, on a normal uh, thing, two hours a day, 15 hours a week, we'll say. Okay. If I'm doing 15 hours, I'm feeling good about myself. That makes sense. Uh, uh, I typically will do what, an hour in the morning on a, on a work day. Um, and then an hour and a half, two hours at night, pretty much every day of the week when I'm not podcasting. So that's pretty much how my flow is. So, so 14, so seven, so around 20 hours, about the same as you, about 20 hours a week uh, on a normal week. If I don't have multiple podcasts, multiple editing and stuff to do, it's typically uh, what I do as well. But it's just early morning and then early night right after I put the little one to bed, but not too late. So I don't play in my game time. Uh, I think that's a major difference between me and at least Kev. I'm not sure like Lucas, I think yours is just kind of your part of your routine. I know Kevin yeah. literally plans game time like he has set aside time mm-hmm. for it. Um, which is weird because I feel like most of the time, or at least maybe like say the past year, I feel like maybe I've played more games than you guys, but I'm just listening to you. I, I don't feel like most weeks I could probably play like five to seven hours. I think the major difference between me and you guys is I think you guys play in much more smaller sessions, whereas yep. I play my games in like big chunks. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there, it's not uncommon for me to not even play a game Monday through Friday, like with podcasts and with work mm-hmm. and with things. I won't even play a game, but then I will sit there on Saturday and I'll play a game for 10 hours when I have anything else to do. I'll yeah, that will play, never happen here. Yeah, I'll play yeah, nothing. I'll just play the whole day. Um, I think I try to play between five and seven hours a week. It really just depends on like how much I'm into a game, I think. Because I can true. fall down a rabbit hole and I will play a game for 50 hours in a week if I'm really loving it. But, yeah. uh, you know, if it's just like normal, just kind of mundane, you know, I, I can't really play anything for more than two or three hours at a time before shutting off. But then like Far Cry 5 came along and I played it for like 60 hours in like six yeah, days. True. You, know, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like, uh, so it's, it's very it's very weird for me. I don't think I have like a standard way of answering. But I think most weeks I play five to ten hours a, a week, most weeks. Okay. Uh, her other question was, are there any games we hope go on sale during this little event we have going on at the moment? Um, Haley, I don't know if you heard E3 was canceled, so I'm not sure what event you're you're talking about exactly. So I I, I don't know. All the spring I sales? I thought she meant just like, I, I thought she literally meant no, just no, like, I'm joking. It's, oh, okay. it's all the sales going on right now because we're all trapped and every developer is trying to capitalize on that. Like Jackbox has been, the all the Jackbox sale. has been on sale for everything. Um, Humble Bundle did the COVID bundle, which I got like 30 plus games for $10 or something, something like that. It was insane. I have so much stuff. I, I'm not looking for anything, to be honest, right now. There, there's nothing on my radar right now that I'm like, oh, I really need to pick this up now. That even if it was on an extreme sale, it would make me jump. Um, and I mean, all the games for the rest of the year so far basically all been delayed. We don't know if they're even coming out in some cases. So I'm not in a rush to get anything. So for me, nothing, to be honest. I'm, I mean, I'm the same. I, the one game that it was that I like wanted to try, I was winning, was Death Stranding, and I played it for about three hours. And uh, my first impression, like, wasn't totally like favorable. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to get back to it. Um, I was talking to Josh about that while we were playing Hot Shots. So that was like the one game that I was like, I would really like to try that one day, just not, you know, spend too much on, on an, a sure, on, you know, on a blind flyer. Um, so yeah, everything else just indie stuffs that come out. Yeah. I'm used to being so far behind that right. I, I just get everything on sale. But I mean, my hands, my my finger has hovered over the buy button of 
Far Cry Five, mm-hmm. and obviously Bye. now. I, I know, I know, but I'm, I already have Doom, I have Animal Crossing, I barely have really scratched the yeah. surface of so many things, and it's, it's so easy. I have a, I've had a bad time recently with sitting down and just finishing a game. I feel like I just yeah. start a lot of things and then put two hours into it. That's okay. Do you feel guilty a, because you don't reach the title screen? No, I don't feel guilty. I just feel like... Like, I don't get anything done. You know what I mean? I, get I feel like I'm just playing 10 games and I don't finish anything. And then it makes me, you know, I want the next new thing and then I'm playing that. So that's I, why I had to put down like Apex, Fortnite, Division. Cause I was playing all these games that just yeah, don't end. That. And I'm like, I'm not getting anything done. The second I do it, what was I? I beat RE3. I beat, you know, Evil Within 2. Like, I'm able to focus and actually just do something where I feel like, hey, I did this. I can mm-hmm. always go back to those open games at any point because they'll still be there. They'll still be the same. They'll still be never ending. So I'm kind of just trying to make myself actually play stuff I can beat. So I hear you. That is yeah. exactly why I'm so late on Resident Evil 3. Somebody who was so mm-hmm. excited about it and Doom is I put them all off to play Ori. Because I was like, yeah. if I don't, be, that was my issue with the first Ori is I played it on Xbox. I stopped playing it to play other things. By the time I got back to it, I was like, I have no idea where the hell I am or even where I was supposed to go. Um, so I was like, when Ori came out, I was like, I'm committed to beating this. I played nothing but this game until I rolled credits on. But typically, I, I, mean, I definitely agree. There's essential accomplishment having to beat something. And I, mm-hmm. I, I like that with Resident Evil 3. It's so short you can complete oh, yeah. it. It was three uh, days yeah. for me with my limited time. So there you go. Um, but at the same time, I, I've let go of always trying to make sure that I beat. I don't ever. I never want to feel like I have to beat everything. You know, oh, yeah. if I play something for ten hours or so and I'm just tired of it, and want to do something else, like do something else. You're fine. The heart wants what the heart wants. It's truth. Truth. Uh, Andrew asks: Assuming that they run well, are there any games from last gen like Crisis that we would buy and replay on Nintendo Switch, or is old game old? Uh, Lucas, why don't you go first on this one? Boy, so is this EA's first foray into Switch then? Because Crisis is owned by EA, right? Well, Do I they mean, own Crytek? FIFA's on there. I feel like this was pretty... Wasn't it published by EA? Maybe I'm just making up things. Oh, I think you're... Oh, boy, everyone's scattered. <laughs> We're like, what's going on? Yeah, publisher, Electric, Electronic Arts. Yeah. So they didn't develop. They're publishing the games, yeah. But this is the because I thought EA was like, ah, we're not putting anything out on Switch. No, uh, they did the FIFA game, and yeah, they've done a couple, a few things. They did, overall, yeah. not their big stuff. It's like Yarny is at EA, right? The oh yeah, uh, Unravel, yeah. Unravel, yeah, yeah. Yarny. <laughs> what is Yarny? <laughs> Yanni, Wooly, Wooly. Yanni. <laughs> we're gonna play some sax flute. What's what's going on? Uh, are they are they publishing the remaster? I actually never even checked into it. They've got better things to do. Uh, well, I would say, like, I can't believe things like uh, Sim City or The Sims, that type of thing. Can you imagine, like, a time sink like The Sims where you can just check in, oh, like, yeah. Animal Crossing? Uh, I think something like that would be good, where I don't feel like it needs to be necessarily this 40-hour game RPG experience, but something you could just sink some time into and just play around with. I, I noticed they put City Skylines yeah. on the switch and that's true they do. i think that's like a, go- a great and idea we have like roller coaster tycoon and stuff there's a few of those yeah the games where you can just check in and not really feel like you although i can't imagine what the load times for those games are but Oof. uh <laughs> yeah so that's I, P resolution good, baby oh gosh oh yeah that sunset looks real great um <laughs> but yeah the sims dead space dead space all day that's good 
I mean, I uh, let me answer. I, I would say that I think there are a lot of really great like seminal games. I think some of them are really coming um, over. Like uh, like we got all the two K games, right? We got Borderlands, we got yeah. XCOM, we got Bioshock. Like those are those are big ones. Yeah. Assuming they run well and the port well. Man, I would love any of the Rockstar stuff. I said that for a long time. I think those would always be, you know, they'll always have a market. I think you can sell Grand Theft Auto 3 on anything. Like People oh, yeah, will yeah. buy that game. It's uh, on phones, so why not? Red Dead Redemption in handheld. You know, like, I think people would even rebuy that, and I think they could sell it at a pretty high price, too. So any of that type of stuff, I think, could come over. Um, any of the Call of Duty games, um, even if it was an old one, like if they were, like, Modern Warfare, you know, on Switch, I, there'd be a market for that, I think. So, uh, but I think for the most part, we're getting a ton of them. Right? We got Burnout, we got Skyrim, um, maybe any of those big RPGs that you're into, Kev? Say the magic Fallout word or something? Well, see, that that's where I was going to go is we ha- we've had all these great ones come and, and are coming. I've pulled the trigger on none and I have zero intention of playing the trigger. Yeah. I, I The problem for me is, is not that I wouldn't want to replay those old games. Like if you put Fallout 3 out again, remastered a little bit because obviously it's, it's an early PS3 game at this point. I would love to revisit that. My issue is on the Switch, I have zero drive to do it on the Switch. Uh, at this point, my Switch is no longer a portable console. It stays in the dock because, and I know I talked about this a lot, and I could just resolve it by buying new Joy-Cons. The Joy-Cons are so horrible now, it, it's not even worth playing anything portable. So I just leave it in the dock, and I play with my controllers I bought, and I'm good. And I enjoy it that way. So that's kind of my experience there. So anything that I would play would be docked anyway so i'd rather play it on a ps4 or an xbox one if they were to bring stuff over but i'd expect it to be like a remaster like not just a port of the same game or in the case of a switch one possibly a downgrade in some of these games oh for sure Mm -hmm. so yeah so for me it's a no but i totally get why other people are excited and are into it it just for me at this point my switch is a docked console uh it's it's firmly footed in the world of i will play games that i can only get on nintendo on i think for the most part and some of the indie games that are cheap I think those work for me there, but I think it's kind of uh, run its course for me as far as buying third-party games, less than something exclusive to the console, especially stuff you already own. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think for us, I mean, there's really no good reason for me to be like, I'm totally going to buy, you know, uh, XCOM, which I've never played, which I could literally play on anything that I own at any moment. I've never mm-hmm. played it, and I'm literally thinking about buying on a Switch. But that's just right. that's just like consumerism. It's just you know brand loyalty. It's like I, I really like my Switch. I played a lot, so I you know if I'm going to take a flyer on a game, I wouldn't mind taking it there. Plus, those games they hold value. Um, like Switch yeah. carts sell well, even Switch carts of old ports and stuff. You know they don't just dive. So if you know if I throw. A $50 flyer at XCOM, I bet I can sell it for $50. Like Diablo Probably. still sells for $35, $40 on Switch. And sure. you could buy a copy of Diablo for like $8 on any other console. You know, so. Very true. Um, Kaiju sends the next question. What do we think World War Z Switch port will be like? Hot garbage. <laughs> yeah, I don't see how this game is going to run well unless they take away a lot of elements like you don't get the swarms of zombies you don't get the the climbing of each other into that tower format you know iconic from the movie and if you played the game like that i just don't see how this is going to run or be good at all plus let's let's factor in just the switch with online gaming period it's still not great nope and this is a game where it's going to be crucial especially with your teammates to get through these levels like we've played it on xbox and you need good internet you need to be able to rely on your teammates it's very hard to do it otherwise so i I don't want to say I don't know why they're even bothering, but I don't know why they're even bothering. I'm not really familiar with the game, honestly. Uh, I mean, Super I'm, fun. I, I, I know what World War Z is, and I 
know what's about zombies. I know what the game looks like, but I haven't played it. Hmm. I, I so I really have no skin in the game. But I I just saw an article that said they basically had to make compromises equal to what they did to get The Witcher Three to run on the Switch. And in a way, I'm kind of excited to see them try to fit this, you know round peg into a uh, star-shaped hole or whatever <laughs> and uh mushroom-shaped hole in this case yeah yes exactly um so i don't know like the, to that point i guess it's a kind of interesting to see if they can do it well because then it opens the door for other games but i mean it's not the it's not going to be the best way to play it I would buy it elsewhere. Why would I, you know, why would I, it's good for the people who want it. Okay. We'll just say it that. It's the, I just feel it's a, it's a lot of work for them to make it work that I don't know if they're going to get that return on investment as far as sales are concerned. It's like, kind that's of surprising they're even going down this route. Really. So they're doing this. They're the same folks that are doing the port for crisis. Like they're taking the port from yeah. Crytek and putting on there. And, and for that, as I said on Nintendo check last night for that, I think it's a matter of like, we got Crisis running on a Switch. I think there's almost like some sort of pride there. Yeah. Why they're doing with this game? No clue. And the difference with Witcher, while I understand Witcher's playable on Switch, like that, we, that's what we keep calling it. It's playable. Uh, it's not great, but it's playable. Um, the difference being is Witcher just got cut from a resolution standpoint, from a texture standpoint. It just looks. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is an online, like, basic, it's basically an online-only game. Like, the way it's meant to be played, it's Left 4 Dead. You're meant to be playing yeah, with a squad of friends. So even if they cut the resolution and everything, it's still the fundamental aspect of having solid multiplayer with all the things happening on screen. That's the part that I have no... Like, I have the ability... I, I believe that Switch could run a copy of World War Z that actually looks competent. Like, from some of the mm. ports that I've seen switch to, Skyrim and Saints Row and things like that, I, I can imagine World War Z is not, like, a great-looking game. No, You know, no, it's no. kind of, like, state of decay in that regard. Mm-hmm. Like I've never, like, yeah. looked at him and, like, oh, my God, look how amazing this game is. So there's a part of me that thinks, I could see it running on a Switch. The question is, are you constantly being dropped? Are you finding matchmakers? Are you getting mm-hmm. glitches? Is your thing freezing? Are you missing shots? Those are the types of things that will ruin a game like that, because that's what that, yeah. that's the fundamental, you know, that'd be like if you tried to jump in Mario and the jump button didn't work, you know? It's like, that's mm-hmm. the whole point of the game. That's the part that scares me most about World War Z, not, not so much the cutbacks that they have to do to do it. Because can the network even support it? Exactly. So, Kaiju, don't do it. Uh, Dev asks, RGBs, do we love it or hate it? And does it make everything faster? Uh, does not make everything faster. Although I do say, I will say I do love it. My keyboard is RGB now, and I freaking love it. So I'm, I'm a fan. All the lights. Turn them on, baby. Love it. Uh, I like it when it's done tastefully. Uh, what I don't like... I like customizable RGBs. When you have the option to just, you know what? I feel like I want purple today. And then you turn it on and everything goes purple. What I don't like is this cheap mouse that I have right here that has no customization. It just goes and scrolls through all of the colors and I have no control over that. The rainbow effect in these cheap peripherals is, is, uh, I just hate it. So So you're saying you do not like the rainbow connection. You know, I gotta say, I'm t- I'm telling you right now, the Rainbow Connection is out. Wow. It does make everything faster, though. I feel like I'm much better at playing Doom with this mouse because uh, my hand is just so fast. That's what you mean, right? <laughs> just like, bam, headshot, bam, 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 bam. Okay. Uh, Callow wants to know what game are we buying with Daddy Trump stimulus money? You um, put his name on the check, don't you know? Not to get too political. Well, I mean, I had direct deposit, so I didn't have to see it. Um, 
I don't know if I'm buying anything gaming related, Callo. Uh, we're trying to be somewhat responsible with the money. Like, I need a new hot water heater before mine decides to to crap out and flood my basement or something. So that's going to be a substantial amount of that too. Um, we're doing some quality of life home improvement type stuff. Get a new grill. Um, we told each of the kids that they could drop two hundred dollars and pick whatever they want, kind of deal. Because it's money we don't. We're in the fortunate situation that I'm not losing money. My work still continues on. I'm more essential now than ever. Um, that it's not life or death or saving us, but we're trying to use the money with somewhat responsible things. But let the kids have some fun because ultimately they're a month in without having being able to interact with their friends or go out and do stuff. So they're kind of you know itching to do things. So we're letting them spend some money. My my youngest picked out a dollhouse that's coming in the next couple of days. Uh, you know, my middle child wanted a new cell phone because hers is kind of old and busted. So things like that. We're trying to use money to do things like that and spend it, which ultimately is what the government wants us to do anyway. So um, no real intentions on doing anything gaming related with it right now. My money came right into my bank and right out the bank <laughs> to um, the car that we had to buy this year after my yep. wife wrecked her. So it just went right on the car loan. I did literally so it was in my account all of an hour, just right yep. in and out. So, yeah, I, uh, that's how our, I just got our taxes back, and it was like, all right, what debt are we paying off? And mm-hmm. thankfully, we should we are looking to be te- debt free now, so that's good. That's with, awesome. the sti- with the sti- thank you with the stimulus check. Um, I mean, I bought Lego Marvel too, technically because <laughs> like, look at how much money we got all of a sudden. You know, it's ten dollars, whatever. Uh, so, and then I bought Injustice too. So those two things I did buy basically because we had the extra money. You know what? I bought Rebecca Golf Story last night because she still hadn't played it yet, and I blamed oh it. Oh my on, god! I, I blamed really? it on. I blamed it on that. <laughs> she was like, "You didn't have to do this. It's not my money. He just gave us." <laughs> nice. Now I will say I did just make. I was allowed to make a major purchase, but I won't be a braggart. Major purchase. Major purchase, huh. and uh, for the old gaming room slash home theater if that gives you any idea of what it might be so i know what it is i bet you do (laughs) so uh yeah i mean i i gaming was out at that point it was kind of like okay i'm 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 upgrading equipment so yeah that makes sense downstairs Uh, in my basement in your main cave uh so next question well next two questions to wrap this up (laughs) nathan when will kevin play final fantasy 7 remake um, joke answer when the full game actually comes out, Nathan, because I can't play <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, but real answer is, and this kind of ties back into Callow, is I'm thinking about it, actually. Um, not because I was a person who's been foaming at the mouth to go back and revisit this game, because I, I played it. I, I'm good. But these large old school JRPGs, I really don't have any desire to go back in, but I do understand that this game is totally different. Like, it's not really the same game at all, because it's so far removed from the original that I understand it, but I'm not in any rush. As I said, I have plenty of stuff to play right now. I've been getting stuff um, sent to me, you know, a couple games a week at this point that I haven't even touched yet, so I have plenty of stuff on my plate to play, so I'm not in any rush, but the serious answer, Nathan, is I am considering it, and I, I may pull that trigger. I'm not sure yet. Um, Lucas, you don't have a PlayStation, so you don't. Really I've, have. dude, I've been jonesing to get a PS4. All of a sudden, I'm not even joking. If I wow. had, I'll tell you mine. I got an extra one. Are you serious, dude? I have a slim in my room. I was, I almost gave it to Rebecca last night. I was like, you can just have it, <laughs> like, cause I, I bought a pro. Well, don't um, tell me that because just expect it for free. <laughs> I bought I bought a pro. Uh, I bought a I bought a PlayStation Four Pro a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I got the Death Stranding one um, because I think the console looks cool. Um, but I bought it because I want to play The Last of Us on a pro, and I was convinced that we weren't getting a Last of Us Pro model, so I went ahead and yeah. just bought one. I got to use one on eBay. Got a good deal. So I have yeah. the Slim. It's a it's like a very great 
very new slim PS4. Um, like GameStop trading credits like a hundred bucks. I was like, I'll just keep it. Like, what am I gonna? Oh, yeah, what yeah, am I gonna trade price, yeah. a PS4 for a copy of one game? No, I'll just. Yeah. It's just a Blu-ray player at that point. So I literally, I, I, I literally was looking at my wife. I was like, I don't know what to do with this thing. Like, we just put it on a TV. We don't even use. It's just there. Like, it, I just have one. I'm not doing anything with it. So Ooh. I will take any and all offers. If you really want one, I've got one. I'd be I happy do- to ship it to you. There was a there was a God of War, The Last of Us remastered, and uh, something else. All like just oh, la, uh, New Horizon Zero Dawn. All you three Spider-Man packed too. in. Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider Man, that uh, horror game, uh, Until Death. I think it was Until called. Dawn. Oh, Until Dawn. So Until Dawn. good. Just so much. Infamous Uncharted Collection, mm-hmm. which is free right now. <laughs> like you don't I even know. have to buy it. No, I I was giving Final I was Fantasy Seven. I was grilling Rebecca last night after Shack like the post show. She pulled out a handful of these PS3 games. She was like, "I'm I'm trying to play some of the games my 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 boyfriend likes." So she's got Uncharted Kill and Last Zone. of Us. I'm like, "You're gonna play that on a PS3? What's the matter with you? <laughs> Don't do that. You're not doing these games any justice." Um, so I tried. Um, she said she was going to use his, but literally, if if you, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna, I wouldn't make you pay lots of money for it or anything like that. All right, you, you maybe know wheel and deal. Then we'll yeah. see. We'll, we'll be in talks. His people will call your people. Wow. You talk to oh. Haley, man. She got a base. Like if I had held onto that switch, <laughs> I know. Right? At this point, you could sell it for a good six, seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Um. All right. So we'll end it with Nathan's last question. How many riffs could heavy metal riff? If a heavy metal riff could riff. Mm, I'd riff all the riffs that a heavy metal could riff if I was in a band and knew how to play guitar. I do like the Chuggy Boys, though. You know what a Chuggy Boy is? No, but it sounds dirty. It does. It has nothing to do with that. It's like those. It's those really just over the top metal, just chug a chug, chug a chug guitars. I'm sure they're in the Doom soundtrack. There you oh, go. Oh yeah, that, that is the Doom soundtrack. Unstop. You just recreated the entire soundtrack. Nonstop. Exactly. That. And it's so good with the, the new headphones. Turn it up, man. And those ba- the the drums are so tight. I don't know. They're almost like electronic drums, basically. I don't know how he does that. Oh, Mick Gordon, I think his name is. I'm gonna buy that on vinyl. By the way, that's that's how many riffs I could riff. I'm gonna buy the Doom soundtrack on vinyl, boom, and remix it like Marshmallow, and then do that vinyl scratch noise. Mm-hmm. I think I got a that's soundtrack with my helmet. Like. If you want to download it, I can oh, do right, that too. Yeah, you did. Oh, there you yeah. All right. Well, we've been going really long, so we're just gonna kind of transition to just a couple quick news stories. So let's check out the news of the week. I'm Commander Shepard. And this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. I kind of trimmed them all out except for two, uh, just to stay on brand here. Uh, Fortnite talk. So Deadpool dropped in Fortnite. I talked about that a while ago. Well, they announced today a new batch of skins are coming. And this time, the X-Force, Deadpool's posse, is joining the game. Oh, So the skins include Cable, the battle-hardened time-traveling soldier, in the leader of the X-Force, actually. Uh, you can also get the telekinetic Psylocke and Domino. Uh, each of these games, can, each of these skins can be purchased from Fortnite's in-game item shop. Uh, so it's not earnable like Deadpool. You could earn Deadpool for free if you played the game enough. But uh, we did. these ones will be purchased. So. We got yeah, them. I did too. I did too. I did buy some of the, the other stuff that were Deadpool related um, after the fact. Kind of like that extra bundle pack here, though, too. So pretty cool to see more Marvel stuff joining in that fit the vibe of what uh, Fortnite is doing. So Fortnite is also delaying their next season update. 
um, probably due to the Corona stuff. Like they're not able to work on the game as much as often. So they're extending the season out. So this is a nice add on to give people something more to play with uh, in the meantime. So I think it very fits the vibe of this whole mercenary season we've had going on right now. So pretty cool to see. I don't know why Psylocke is there though. I don't either. Like she's not part of X Force. She was, you know, not even really super relevant. I, think, I right only now, know Cable. But, well, Domino was in Deadpool too. So if you saw Deadpool oh, too, no, I didn't remember him or recognize him. Who's John Krasinski gonna play? That's the real question people want to hear. In what he's been talks to join a Marvel movie. So is everybody. But like, what's he like gonna do? Keanu Reeves and like I don't know. Well, Keanu uh, makes Krasinski. sense. Like Keanu basically is a Marvel character. Like he could just yeah. be <laughs> Keanu Reeves. It's like. <laughs> That's true. Um, John Krasinski, I mean, he's, I don't know, man. If they reboot the X-Men, he could probably fill, fit in as one of them. Is going to be like, like a, a villain? No, no, no. I don't think he'd be like a Cyclops because he's too clean cut, wishy-washy. That's pretty guy. good, actually. I could see like, that. I think Cyclops would work best for him there, too, with Keanu Reeves being Wolverine. Good pull. Yeah. <laughs> Garrett says Captain America 2.0. I mean, that's basically what he is it, when I was thinking that, but they're not going to do Captain America again. Not Falcon Captain America Captain. right now is Falcon. So, yeah, it's not, they're not going to reboot him there, but I think he'd fit in as And as this racial Cyclops. current climate to do that. <laughs> I mean, they're already throwing a fit because they can't get Black Widow out. And people were like, put it on Disney Plus. And Marvel's like, no, we can't do that because we're finally trying to give this character some justice in a female lead. We can't now release it on Disney Plus for free. So, um, you know, that's out there, too. Um, speaking of doing females right in this world, Selena Gomez suing the crap out of a mobile company. <laughs> that whole bit, that whole time capsule, just speaking of doing females right. Yeah. Selena Gomez. See, you're not supposed to call out the innuendos and segues, Donnie. I mean, if they I only... You're not used to this stuff. If they saw the chat going level. on, not the chat that chat has, the private chat, the, the, yeah. the dark chat that you don't see. Yeah. yeah. That's um, the good but, stuff. But she's suing the crap out of a mobile company that makes the game Close Forever Styling Game uh, for $10 million. And if you click on the article here, guys, you'll see the actual yeah. in-game no, no. cover art. It's okay because they uh, mirrored the image and they'll never know. <laughs> oh, wow. It is literally her in the same outfit, the same pose as a magazine cover. They just flipped. It, you it's know, like you did the... It's like those like those Instagram filters, you know, like you take yes, a picture yes, and yes. then you just like you chose the aha filter and this is what popped out. Cartoon me. Yep. So they use the likeness of her image, the cover of Flare magazine without permission. It's it's traced so obviously. I'm surprised that they didn't trace the words on it. It even has the too. same jewelry. Yeah, it, it's literally like they can't even it's not that whole Lindsay Lohan is she the Grand Theft Auto girl thing like this 100 percent is Selena Gomez There's no fans or butts. But the best part is in the suit itself in her statement here that they didn't ask for permission. She said, nor if asked, would I would Gomez have consented for such use in the game, which apparently relies on the unsavory practice of luring its users to make in-game purchases in amounts as much as $100 to fund imaginary spending in the game and unlock features. So she throws oh, so much shade on here. Um, but also other people that they've used their likeness in game included Taylor Swift and Kim Kardashian as well. So this company is using, has a strong trend of copying real life celebrities and just using them in the game without consulting. Oh, yeah. You can see it at the bottom there. Yep. The bottom last image over on the right, Taylor Swift and, and Kim Kardashian. This lately, company's about so. to go bankrupt is what's about to happen. Yeah. What? They're going to get a cease and desist. Like they probably won't, like, I don't think she'll hmm. win a case, but the game will be removed and taken down. I bet easily. Hmm. You know, and that'll such be such a shame too, because it's a great game. 
I mean, I know you've played it, Lucas. How, ma- how many hundreds of dollars have you spent on imaginary spending? Remember when I said I do like two hours a day? This is all <gasps> I'm playing. I'm clothing forever. and that I'm Trump money, money, baby. That's right. <laughs> my that, paper was the doll, big spend. that was a big purchase he My made. paper doll character look, who looks like Taylor Swift has got the flyest outfits. She's, ready. She's ready for summer, dude. Just shake it off, Lucas. I'll shake it like a Polaroid picture. <laughs> oh, hey. Uh, um, all right, guys, let's wrap this thing up. We're having too much fun here. Um, before we go, Donnie, where can people find you in other places you lurk besides occasionally dropping in here on Prime? Ah, hit us up at the Discord, psvg.blog slash Discord, where you can find me playing Nintendo, uh, as well as all of the other internet social destinations. And Sir Lucas, your due diligence, sir. Yes, uh, I like to go onto the Twitter sometimes at heavy metals underscore riff <laughs> and uh, also on the Discord as well. And uh, I don't know, I swoop in like Batman and I check out the scene and I, I rough punks up like you, Kevin, and then I get get right back out. John Krasinski's Batman? Or. Hmm. Yeah, and no, then I look at the John camera Krasinski's and I'm like. He's not Batman. That's, that's Edward from Twilight. That's all I Batman know. now. Look at look at Kevin. Actually, you know that's one way to rile him up is just to throw incorrect Marvel facts into things. <laughs> I will not tolerate that on this show. This is ridiculous. Show you run over there and on the shack, Donnie. But we're all about being accurate, factually and accurate, and factual here. Only on um, Deadpool's posse, though. Yes, yes. I mean, and I drop into the Fluxtapose Discord and cause havoc there. Uh, we've both been likened to being the virtual version of each other in each other's discords as far as coming in and derailing talks. We're a cloak um, and dagger. Yeah. Although we aren't canceled after one season. Um, ooh, ouch. Ooh, hurts. Uh, as Donnie said, please head over to psvg.blog to find out all of the things we do here on the network. If you want to follow me at PSVG Kevin on literally everything Grinder, Tinder, <laughs> Grubhub, all that stuff. Yelp. There. Yelp. Yep. Leave a five star review. Mixer. Um, what? Mixer. <laughs> well, I, I, I am actually a mixer, so that, that Beam. Works. <laughs> Beam. Yes. I Every time Beam. we go on, like, so you started saying, like, Tinder, Grinder, I was like, what's the most least significant platform, like, social platform? And, like, what, what came to my head? I was like, MySpace. Mixer. Mixer. <laughs> oh, oh, MySpace Mixer. has totally got more users than Mixer does. Ouch. But they don't have Ninja, do they? Hmm. Um, before we leave, though, we do have to thank all of our Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash PSVG, such as Edwin Calabari, Cathcart, Josh the Bonesaw, Bar, Boney, Coach Mo, Dev Tyus, Chris McElfresh, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calico, Mike Masick, Zach Bradshaw, and since he told me I pronounce it, I'm going to try it in my most New England accent possible, Nick Falhaba. thank you all for your support and undying love and eternal gratitude we appreciate y'all and if you're not on the the patreon please check it out patreon.com slash psvg check out what you get which is basically access to the psvg dlc feed which has a butt ton that's right that's a metric term there for all you canadian folks out there a butt ton of content being released constantly that it's just ridiculous we give it away for such a small small price but check it out patreon.com slash psvg so everybody we thank you for tuning in thank you for telling a friend most importantly, as always, we ask that you never stop gaming. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production 
are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.